Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Steel Man podcast. I am Angela Anthony. And I am Faith Ramirez. And today we are going to talk about price gouging. So um, this topic actually I thought about doing because Faith had a little story that um, she actually asked my opinion about. And actually I had a kind of a... Uh, my first reaction was kind of towards the negative side, but when she explained herself, I actually was on the positive side of what happened, um, and I th- and I think that this ties in perfectly to an argument, or rather a, a topic that I think we can really dive deep into both sides of. So Faith, um, why don't you share the story about um, about that phone that you had acquired for someone? Okay, so I will say that when I first tell the story, absolutely everybody thinks I'm a horrible person. <laughs> but I will say that I I do care and I do hope that I... How do I say it? I, I don't want to be a bad person, but I don't think that this was a move of a bad person. I think this is a move of a regular business person and actually it's funny you, you feel the need to qualify that because people i think have a, a an initial reaction to a story like this that's exactly what you say they think it's a bad move but once you explain the story i think that like maybe we can di- di- dive into it a little bit why i think that you don't even have to explain why you did what you did so go ahead why don't you go ahead and start with it okay so um at the time i was a security officer and i was financially not doing the best <laughs> i had you know a huge amount of rent that i had to pay i recently had gotten out of a relationship that was paying half the rent and i needed some money but obviously as a security officer i, I can work as much as i want but there's only a limit of what i can make so um there was, and there was no overtime or anything like that so i really needed to make money and pay the rent and my number one thing is like always making sure that all my bills are paid so I was kind of like a little bit worried, but obviously, you know, from past experiences of how to make money, it wasn't that difficult. Um, I was working at a chicken plant, which as a security officer, and one of the, and, and just to explain a little bit, the chicken plant like gives work to um, to people in jail, to homeless people in shelters, they also give um, like jobs to like whoever, you know, um, but at the time there was some homeless man that came up to me. And he was telling me how he'd like to get a phone, that he has a flip phone, but he'd like a smartphone, and that he's been saving up, so he has a certain amount of money. He said that he had $400 saved up, and he needed he wanted a smartphone. So I knew a way to get a good phone that would probably be cheaper than $400. So what I did was I ordered a phone for $200, which was on sale. It was on sale, and and the normal price of the phone was about four to five hundred dollars. So I told the guy that I would um I would help him get a phone. So what I did is I said I, I showed him the prices of the phone on the internet, and I told him what kind of phone would it was, which at the time was an iPhone Seven Plus. I told him all the details about it, um, what he'd get, what he'd be able to connect it with, or whatever. And he was extremely excited, and he said he wanted to order it, but he didn't have a credit card. He didn't have all these different things. So I told him I'd go ahead and order it for him if he just gave me the money, and then I'd order it, and I'd I'd bring him back a receipt or whatnot. He did trust me. 
Um, we were, we weren't, I, I wouldn't say that we were friends, but we, we had been working there for a while together. So he, I would say he did trust me. Um, I then took the $400, spent $200 on the phone because the phone was listed at $200. And then I brought him the phone. He was completely happy with it. And he never had an issue. Like it never became an issue. But the people that did know about what I was doing, which was one person, <laughs> That person said it was a really messed up thing to do and that the, the person was clearly struggling because they were in a homeless shelter and they were um, and, and they could have gotten the phone for $200 and I took advantage of the situation and all of that. But, but wait, so you did you wait, but I'm not sure you told me this part of the story before. Did you tell him it was $400? Yes, I told him it was $400. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Yeah. So, and then the person said, um, okay, that's really messed up, you know, like, that, that person really needed to, that extra money. And then I, I was saying, you know, I mean, that person could have got scammed even worse by somebody that would sell them a broken phone, you know? Yeah. Without that, them knowing they didn't have a credit card, they didn't have anything. Or they could have went to the Apple store and, and got it for, like, 600 bucks, which is the Apple price, you know, the the price of... The phone inside. For 600 Yeah, it was like 600 I don't know what it was at the time. It's like 600 Online, it was like selling for 500 Okay. And then like... I, so I it still it. even got it for cheaper than a yeah. regular phone. Yeah, but I, I had a deal because of the um, company that I was with. Like the um, the phone company that I was with. Mm, okay. was it? The phone line that I was with gave me phones for cheap, but I could only buy one phone every six months for right, a cheap price. Right, right. <clears throat> so yeah, that's what I had ended up doing. And that extra $200 went towards my rent. And I wasn't struggling so much. And I, I wasn't trying to take advantage of him. But, I mean, I, I was selling something. And I was yeah. trying to make a profit. Okay, so why don't we... I, I think that we should return to this example as we discuss these arguments. Um, I The one thing I want to say at the top of this is that um, I think that the arguments we're going to discuss, a lot of them have to do with price controls, which... Um, that is like a whole topic in and of itself things like rent control or like you know the government mandating that the price of x y or z product or service has to be limited to a certain price so i think that there's going to be some of the arguments that we discuss are going to be similar but we're not going to quite discuss price controls um so with all that being said i think we should kind of dive into uh the arguments i i'm not sure which one to start with i'm thinking maybe we should start with the con side because I am definitely on the pro side, meaning that I think that, you know, quote unquote price gouging is not necessarily something bad. Um, and obviously we'll get into why, but maybe let's start with the opposite of that so we can build up the best argument for uh, being against price gouging. Mm-hmm. So the con side. Um, so I guess, let, let, so let's go one by one. I, I actually did a little bit of research about because actually, I wasn't even familiar with the arguments against it uh, before researching this. So the first argument that I had come across was that uh, a negative thing about price gouging is that... So so let's use the example of like... Actually, because I think the fact that COVID just happened is actually a perfect way to kind of understand this concept. So you know how a lot of people would go around essentially... Like, like I know there was a lot of stories about... Especially people buying up hand sanitizers or cleaning products or stuff like that you know a lot of people would buy a lot of those products and then try to resell them for a big profit right you're familiar with those stories yes um so an argument 
against price gouging would be that a lot of activity is spent like those people invest a lot of time and energy in trying to maximize their profit so they're spending a lot of their uh like they're spending a lot of energy trying to like find the best deal and then sell it at the biggest at the biggest profit so this might make it difficult for the average person to figure out where to even go to find the products. If they know that they can't walk into Walgreens and buy a hand sanitizer, they're going to have a hard time f- figuring out where exactly to go to buy it. Does that make sense? So in some sense, I think that I think this is probably one of the better arguments against price gouging because I think that it's true. Like, And especially in a, in a, as someone who comes from a libertarian perspective, I'm always coming from the 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 perspective of like we're trying to you know, make the transfer of resources the most efficient as possible. So if someone is doing something that is making the transfer of resources where they need to go more difficult, that's something that is worrisome to me. Does, does that argument make sense? Or is there, is that argument clear? Or Yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Um... Because, because in an ideal world as a libertarian, here's how it would go. Obviously, there's a pandemic. Okay walgreens you'd be able to walk into a walgreens and buy a hand sanitizer and if everybody in the neighborhood needs to walk into walgreens walgreens will just know okay there's an increased demand for this product and so we're going to stock more products but if someone is taking advantage of that situation they'll walk into the walgreens buy all 50 of the hand sanitizers and then go hoard them and then try to resell them for a bigger profit yeah right so that's that's kind of the argument so that's that's not a good thing because then maybe that person who walked into walgreens who doesn't know where to get them they're going to have a hard time even finding the product yeah so I, I'm so not it's just sure. inefficient. It, it's inefficient. Honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about that completely. It, it's like, um, yeah, if you're the person trying to buy the hand sanitizer, you're like, fuck that person. You know, fuck that person that that took all the hand sanitizer and trying to sell it for more. But if you're the person selling it, you're like, yeah, but again, you know, I mean, it's yeah. still accessible. Yeah, you just have to work a little bit harder or to a little bit it. longer to get it. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it's a difficult situation because like. Honestly, I'd like to make a profit, you know? I may, I'd like to make more money for myself. I mean, who wouldn't? Everyone would. And, and, and put in a position to make more money, everyone would do it, you know? Of course, yeah. Something that's so simple. So, I mean, how how can we all judge the person that does it, you know? Does what? Like, the person that takes advantage of but you know, you would have too, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe you just would have been, like, not in a bad way, but, like, Maybe you just would have been too lazy or, or to, like, buy all of them and then resell them. Or or maybe, um, I don't know if lazy is the word, but, like, maybe you just didn't, like, you're not the type of person to buy all of them and resell them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're the type of, or maybe you feel like that's wrong, but I'm not sure if I feel like it's wrong, but I, I definitely know, like, it, it sucks being in that position where you're trying to buy hand sanitizer and it's all gone, you know? Yeah. I think everyone's felt that, but it's the same thing with, with masks, even, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's not really... Now, the, the, only, the, the only thing I would say, too, about this argument is that I think that a, a lot of times it would backfire. Like, yeah, you could try to hoard as much hand sanitizer as you can, but there's no guarantee that you're going to make that money back. But that's yeah. a risk you take. But that's, that's the same take. thing as business, too. Yeah, like, it's true. You're right. Like, but like nobody, nobody sees like okay, nobody sees how much milk originally cost. You know, like how much yeah. does it originally cost to get one gallon of milk? You know, right, right. Couldn't we make the same argument about the the WalMarts and the Publixes and everybody? You know, yes. Like it's just done by a regular person that obviously is just like everyone sees it as greedy, but 
how's that greedy? You know, it's business. They need money or they want to make money or whatever it is. It, even if it's like, obviously, it's um, they're taking advantage of the situation. But don't all businesses, you know? Yeah. Like, th- that's how you become a successful business. Take okay, advantage so, of the situation. Yeah. So I think that um, I'm not entirely certain how we're going to do this on this topic and other topics. But maybe we can kind of in trying to fully uh discuss this argument maybe we should bring in some of the other side too because i think actually what you just said has to do with the other side too in terms of like you know what would prevent someone from by like hoarding all the like for example even the toilet paper obviously that was something that affected i think people the most um obviously the cleaning products and everything that that was a big problem but i think the biggest problem was the toilet paper and obviously that's a kind of a scary situation like even something as basic as going to the bathroom (laughs) no but the the scary part about the toilet paper the reason that really affected people was because nobody was turning around and selling it. They were trying to keep it. Yes. Remember, like, toilet paper queens and all that Yeah. Stuff? <laughs> Everyone just kept their toilet paper. Because they knew eventually they'll fucking need it. You know? Like, yes, it's They never true. cared. Yeah, yeah. They, they're like, eventually I'll need it. Whatever. Yeah. So nobody cared to, like, they, you know, it's a cheap price. Toilet yeah. paper is not... I mean, it's expensive. But, yeah. like, it's not that expensive. But you're going to use it eventually. Yeah. And, and it's definitely going to go to use. Actually, though, that's, that's not entirely true. Because I know there were a lot of people who bought up a fuck ton of toilet paper. And then tried to turn around and sell it again. I'm sure people Once did, they realize but not they bought too as much. much as, like... Yeah, that's true. Hand sanitizers. Yeah, like, yeah. people were hand sanitizers. Like, I don't know. Yeah. People, are, people were making businesses out of masks. Yes, yes, But, but toilet yes. paper, like, it's not that common. You didn't yeah. see toilet paper that common, you yeah. know? No, okay, so, so now, all this being said, and again, this is the first argument that we're trying to say. Uh, again, I think that the best version of this argument would be something like uh, people who buy up and resell products are making the transfer of resources inefficient they're gonna make it more inefficient so that being said maybe an argument on the other side which is one of the main arguments on the other side would be what if the store itself what if walmart itself raised the prices i mean that's the same thing they do with gas what do you mean you know like gas goes up, gas goes down. I mean, it, okay, yeah. So, so again, I think that 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 this has to do with the main. The, so, I think that what we're about to get to is the idea of what are prices. Prices essentially are just a marker for what products are in need and in what quantity. So, I think that that price is pretty much like. So, for example, if you now let's use the example of toilet paper. What if when you walk into Walmart? toilet paper for whatever reason say it was during the covid the height of the covid pandemic it normally costs i don't know ten dollars for you know 12 rolls or whatever it is if you walk into walmart you're expecting to pay ten dollars for 12 rolls what if now the price of those 10 rolls is going to be 40 dollars how many are you going to buy yeah probably just one because because you know that you you're not going to spend, you know, $120 buying 30 rolls of toilet paper or whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? So so uh I guess what I'm trying to say the argument there is that if Walmart itself were to raise the price, that would help ration the product. So if you and I both need toilet paper, you're not going to go in there and buy both of the toilet papers if they're at $40. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about that? This is uh, maybe not a common opinion. 
But I'd say, I mean, they're the ones buying the toilet paper. They're the ones selling it to us. It's our choice to buy it from them or not to. Exactly. exactly. So, and and if, if toilet paper is in such massive demand everywhere, maybe they should raise the price to make sure people buy less so there's enough for everyone. So there's a little bit for everyone. Yeah. But also, I mean, like, if you go to another store or, like, everywhere could be, like, $40 for toilet paper, but I'm sure somewhere in the world there's some way to get it cheaper, you know? Yeah. There's some way, or or find another solution, you know, like, I don't know, baby wipes or, or, or napkins or, or whatever it is that you need to do if you just can't afford it, you know? Mm. But you, you're making a choice to to buy it, you know. Okay, and, and yes, and exactly, I, I don't exactly. Feel like I don't feel like absolutely everything in life is is needed the way people think it is. Like, um, what about like back in the day when all these things weren't around? You know. Yeah. If you just can't afford it, you can't afford it. If you don't want to pay those prices, don't pay those prices. Um. Okay. So I want to actually uh talk about the other argument that's on the pro side, and then. Following that, I want to talk about another argument on the con side because I think they go hand in hand. So actually what we're talking about right now is so so obviously during COVID and everything or even during hurricanes, you know, like I remember it so clearly like when Irma was coming to hit Florida. I remember being in a massive traffic jam at like 2 a.m. trying to flee Florida because like Irma was going to be like, you know, maybe category five, a direct hit to South Florida, like a direct hit to Miami. You see what I'm saying? Which is horrific, you know? And I remember sitting in traffic at 2 a.m., super massive traffic. I remember sitting there and, like, seeing on the other side of the highway, there was essentially, obviously, no traffic because it was going south. But every so often, you would see a huge truck, presumably full of toilet paper, gas, you know, other essentials for all the people that were staying in South Florida or the people who, you know, just hadn't left yet. You know, so... Those people who are going to help in a time of crisis, what's a good incentive for them? You know, are they going to do it out of the goodness of their heart? Now, I think that that's actually a a beautiful thing about America. And I think a beautiful thing about a lot of people is that they're going to do things out of the goodness of their heart. But what if they think that they're going to make a hundred bucks profit on every, you know, item that they that they sell that's going to be a better that's probably going to incentivize more people to come down and help provide resources. So. Yeah, the people that are staying might have to pay out a little bit more money, but they're not going to be dead. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? What if they really need gas? What if that gas, that little bit of gas that they were able to get is going to help them drive to shelter once the storm is over? You see what I'm saying? Or maybe their house got destroyed or whatever. You see what I'm saying? Like the, like the fact that people are coming, delivering products to their area is going to make sure that, or it's possibly going to make sure that they stay alive. You see what I'm saying? And the best way to get people to come down is is monetary incentive. It's not a pretty thing. It's not the best thing. We don't like to hear that. But, like, that's just the reality. If people are motivated by cold, hard cash, yeah, like, they're more likely to actually provide help. You know? Because, like, yeah, it's all nice to say that people are going to do things out of the goodness of their heart. But talk is cheap. Yeah. Money's not cheap. Yeah, and all this, you know, take it, like the more expensive things like we have to also think about the fact that like when all those things were happening weren't employees that were working during covid getting paid so much more like apparently people were making like minimum wage workers were making like 19 
like $20 an hour at certain places like Target was paying like so much money if they're working through the pandemic. It's like, okay, what about just thinking about that truck? Like, what about that guy in the truck, you know, mm. driving it? Yeah. You think that he didn't take advantage of the situation and, and get, to get more, as much money got yeah. as much money as he could to come all the way down when everybody yeah. else was scared at home, like, or driving somewhere else saying that they, they don't want to go down there? You know, like, everyone takes advantage just a little to help themselves, you know? Yeah. So, which, and, which, but also helps other people. Which, exact. And that's the point because, like, yeah, they might be doing it for quote unquote selfish reasons. But isn't it really helping other people? Like, the only reason they're getting that extra money is because they're going to be providing those products to people in need. So, in some sense, yeah, they're being selfish. But in being selfish, it's like, it's like, a, it's like forced altruism. Like, if they want money, they're going to have to provide something that other people need. Now, the, the, there is one problem with this argument that I think is, is very... Um, that I think is a very good counter to this argument. And obviously I'm, I'm on the side of the argument we just described, but uh, we just went through. But I think that, so, so obviously what we just said is essentially that uh, if you do raise prices, if Walmart did raise the price of a dozen rolls of toilet paper to instead of 10, they raised it, let's say they raised it 400%, right? Like they raised it to $40. Now less people are going to buy it. So if there's a family of four that goes in and normally they would buy three packs maybe they're only going to buy one pack because it's four times as expensive right Mm -hmm. now that means that more people are going to be able to buy it now that doesn't necessarily mean this is this is an argument on the con side this doesn't necessarily mean that the people who need it are going to get it so what if there's a family who's on the you know middle to upper class end of things maybe they can afford to pay 120 dollars for three packs of toilet paper so it doesn't necessarily mean that the people in need are going to get it Mm-hmm. Um. so I think that that's something to consider too that like yeah prices are a good indicator of like where resources need to go but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know you're necessarily helping the people who are most in need which I'm not sure that we can do much about that I mean there's no perfect system there's no way that we can absolutely guarantee that everybody's going to be able to get everything that they need at all times like there is no system that would be yeah. able to but also, I'm not sure how much of a strong argument that is with all the the help that's out there, you know? Like, middle class, um, middle class people don't really know too much about it, but I, I have been, you know, around a lot of people that were in need of food, in need of water, in need of all these different things, even without the the pandemic or without the hurricane going on. I mean, like during Christmas time, there's huge churches that come down and and uh, have huge trucks of toys and they just give them out during school. Like I've been to many events as a child where I got a free book bag with a few school supplies, where I got where I st- stood in a long line, you know, wrote my name and got like a bag of food. I mean, like there's a lot of help out there. Mm, and I, yeah. I, during you know. The pandemic, I haven't been around, you know, the same environment, but I would expect for there to be a lot more help out there, you know? Mm. So just as much as there's people That's running true. to the stores and getting toilet paper and buying all of it for for them to make more money, I mean, people are buying a lot more and giving it out for free. Yeah, um, and that actually uh, is another example that I was thinking of, too, uh, when I was preparing for this. I think that... Like, if you look at 
situations where especially in places like haiti or africa or whatever you look at people who are trying to provide aid to those places like um like i forget what disaster happened maybe it was like a typhoon or an earthquake or something but i forget what country it was but i think thomas old talked about this in his book in one of his books but he essentially said that like there was you know some private organizations that were trying to provide relief so these were companies you know who were trying to make a profit and there was also governments that were trying to provide aid and the companies who were trying to make a profit essentially the aid got there very quickly and they were able to provide relief because they knew they were going to make a profit so if they were there to provide water they knew that they were going to be able to stand there and hand water bottles or gallons of water to people and they were going to make a profit so they essentially shipped the water over immediately and started making money because they started selling to the people who desperately needed water now the the supplies brought by the government sat there for days and some of the food went bad because the government had to go through so much paperwork to distribute the the food and the supplies even though it was supposedly free it didn't really matter because it went bad because there there was so much bureaucratic red tape that they had to go through before they could distribute it you know so so again i think that um i think that sometimes when people when organizations do things for free Sometimes it's really efficient, and other times it's really inefficient. And I think particularly when it's the government doing things, it oftentimes is far more inefficient because they have so much red tape and they have so much paperwork to file. But when it comes to things like that, maybe churches doing things or, you know, nonprofits doing things, I think that a lot of times those are much more efficient, even though I believe that those are still inefficient. Most I think the most efficient organizations are those that are doing things for profit because they have an incentive. Like, for example, like when hurricanes come, you know, and like some people, you know, if they have, if say, for example, there's a, a hurricane, obviously we live in South Florida, so hurricanes are a big threat constantly. If there's an insurance company who, what if your your house gets damaged by a hurricane one year and then you say, okay, you know, the hurricane damaged my roof. And then you try to get a claim with your insurance company and then they take forever to process the claim. They take forever to come out and inspect it. They take forever to do all these things. You're not going to stay with them the next year. You're not going to pay them you're gonna go to another company but if the government is placing insurance like there's you know some semi there's some quasi-governmental agencies that that provide insurance in florida you know if if they take forever what can you do like if they're your only option what are you gonna do you don't have an option to go to another company you know so um so i'm not sure if if you're following this argument but 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 again the argument is essentially that people are trying to make money they're going to be a lot more efficient and the government and people who don't have an incentive, they're not going to be that efficient. So what do you think about that? Um, I, I definitely think that, you know, if you're going to, if you're trying to make money off of it, I, I don't think that you're in the wrong. I think, you know, people throw around the word selfish too much and taking advantage. But everyone just needs to provide for themselves, take care of themselves. And actually going back to that, to, to what we opened this with, to, to when you got that phone for you know your your associate i don't want to call him a friend but your your (laughs) your acquaintance that you got the phone for you know would you have gotten the phone for like the reality is you had the information you knew where to go to get a phone for 200 dollars. so in some sense he still got a phone for less than the going price the going price was 500 dollars. he got it for 400 
but 200 of it went to you because you knew where to go to get it so in some sense yeah. that's like a it's almost like a fee to the person who knows how to hook you up yeah just without him knowing about it right but, which he didn't even really need to know he just knew that he was paying 400 dollars for a phone yeah because that incentivized you to go get it for him and he's never never ever you know he never questioned it he never cared I mean, he was looking to pay $400 for a phone. And anybody would have took that $400 and gave him a phone. Yeah, whatever. Some people can say, oh, he's my friend or I want to be his friend, so I would do this. I would do this. Okay, then. Maybe you're not scared about being late on rent. Maybe you're not scared right, about right. being short on rent. Yeah. You know? Uh, I and mean, you needed the money. Yeah. And, I mean, I, obviously I wasn't going hungry. I had enough for food, water, rent. But, I mean, how many different little situations were like that? You know, obviously, that was a big one. But, like, there was a lot of little situations where I had a shirt that I bought for $10 and I sold it for 30 you know? Yeah. I'm taking advantage now, you know? I, I mean, that's not taking advantage. That's a, that's a business. Yeah, you provided a shirt to them that they never would have gotten otherwise. Yeah. And, and, and everyone, you know, hearing the story, the person, um, the person that knew about the situation made an argument saying that the guy thought I was his friend. You know, and even if you're selling to a friend that has something to do with business, you know, I, I don't if you told me that you wanted uh, like, let me let me think that you wanted an iPad or whatever. Right. You had a thousand dollars. And if I really needed the money like I did at that time, I'd sell you an iPad for a thousand dollars. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it's it doesn't have nothing even to if do it cost you less. Yeah, you know, it cost me less. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, maybe it's a little bit different in our situation because I probably would, you know, tell you, I don't, I don't know how different it would be because it's kind of like... Okay, but, but here's, I think, the, the, the crux of the matter. I think that what if you knew you were going to get $0 from the sale of the phone? Yeah. Would you do it? Would you have done it? Maybe if I was his friend. Right. But I wasn't. Right, you weren't his friend. Not in a bad way. Right, right. I just wasn't his friend. You right, know? Yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know him. I didn't right, know anything right. about him. It's like yeah. if you met a stranger on the street. Yeah. If you made zero dollars, are you going to like get off your butt and do it for them? Yeah. Like, I probably would. You're going to do it out of the goodness of your I, heart? I wouldn't have to put that through my card. You know, I have to right. go through my card. I have to take, like, now I can't buy a phone for another six months. Right, you know? right, right. Now, all these different things. Now you're like, going to be inconvenienced a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit of an inconvenience. And why would I do it, you know? So, so essentially, you can think of that $200. We can think of that $200 as... It was an incentive for you to do it. Yeah. And it basically... Because first of all, you had the knowledge that he didn't have. He didn't know how to get that phone. Or he didn't have the means to yeah. get that phone. So you helped him get that phone. And um, and what else was I going to say? And, uh, yeah. So it was an incentive for you to get off your butt and do it. And you had the know-how. So he was essentially paying you for those two things. Yeah. And uh, you know what? There, There is a difference. If I really needed the money, I, I, I wouldn't like... I wouldn't just keep information from you just because it's you. Because right, you are because we're my actually friend. friends. Yeah. yeah, but I would just tell you honestly, right, like, right, okay, right. I'm gonna sell it to you for this. Right, 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 right. You know, you can choose to go somewhere else. Right, right. You can choose to buy it from somewhere else. Right. But I'll sell it to you. But for that, but that's also, but that's also part of having a relationship with someone, being yeah. friends with someone. Yeah, I actually, me and my sister are the same way, and, and a lot of people, you know, like, like I give, I'll give my sister anything, but um, but if she needs something or she wants something and I have it, let's say I have a shirt and she wants it. I'll say, I'll sell it to you for 20 bucks. Yeah. It's her choice to buy it or not. She knows I didn't pay $20 for it. Yeah. You know? 
she she would give you the 20 bucks if she really wanted the shirt, you know? Yeah. And same thing with friends, family. I mean, it's just business, you know? Yeah. And, and not that business comes before family or... or it's just, you know, if you need to provide for yourself, it's the same thing as working, you know? Yes, exactly. Like, there's, there's it's nothing, the same thing as a job. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with these companies that sell whatever. I mean, I mean, what about you? What if you were selling, you know? Would you feel the same way? But what about Walmart? They do the same thing. Yeah. Every single company that sells you something is doing the same thing. They're buying a product at a certain price and they're selling it to you for a larger price because they are the middleman between the 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 people who are producing the product, and you, the consumer. And if everything was free in life, where would you work? How would you get money? Right. Well, if What's your incentive free, to do anything? Well, well, if everything was free, why have money? You know? Yeah. Why, why have nice things like like Teslas and, and whatever? I mean, everybody like strives to make more money, and I think that's like one of the main things in life. Everybody, But it's not even about just money. It's also about everyone just tries to get more and more and more you know yeah like i mean you can't take that away from people yeah Why take because it the away? reality is okay and, and actually the, this brings the, let's actually go over the last two points that were on the con side of this so against the price gouging um and actually this next one i'm about to say is actually probably the weakest argument in my eyes against price gouging uh and actually this the, uh, so actually i found had found one article that i was looking at that essentially, they actually did the same thing. They did kind of a pro and con. Uh, they did kind of a pro and con thing. And they actually were on the other side. So they were on the against price gouging side. And one of the arguments that they that they kind of explained, that they, I, to me, it almost seems like they were arguing like as if, as if this was the strongest, one of the stronger points for them. But they essentially said that people care more about fairness than like hoarding. You see what I'm saying? So for example, like if, if someone's gonna walk into, you know, like for example, the toilet paper queens, they would say that like people like that, you know, like or people in general care more about being fair than like hoarding. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it, it, it like it, okay, again, we live in South Florida. We know what it's like when a hurricane comes. <clears throat> Twice a year or once every other year, whatever it is. When there's that, you know, that, that little cone starts popping up, that a hurricane's coming in five days, what happens? Every fucking pack of water bottle is gone. Every fucking pack of, like, snacks is gone. All the gas stations have lines out the butt. You see what I'm saying? Like, out the ass. Like, the lines are crazy long. All this shit happens. You think people care about, quote-unquote, fairness? Does every single person need to have five packs of... 32 things of water no who needs 150 water bottles for something that like well who needs that amount no one even if the water goes off in your fucking house like you don't need that much water you see what i'm saying like you're gonna be fine and yet everybody just hoards shit so no people don't care about like the reality is that like you can just see it and maybe it's just because we have the privilege of living in a place where we see that multiple times a year nobody gives a shit about quote-unquote fairness when a hurricane's coming so but what if the prices were increased on the water again it would be rationed so people would buy less water because it was more expensive and more people would be able to have access to water instead of having six cases of water maybe you just buy one or two and then maybe every family in neighborhood could get one or two instead of a few families having you know six ten cases of water Mm -hmm. you know um so again i I just like 
obviously but we're, I, I, yeah. I think the number one thing is that when people say that that they want people to be fair to them. They yeah, it's true. They still it's true. only want to, they want them to. They don't they, care yeah. if they're if they, they have want, their yeah. cover. They don't care. Yeah, they they're not gonna be, argue for fairness. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like get yes. out of here, man. Like, no, they want to be the ones with six cases of water. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh man, this is unfair. Why? Because yeah. you didn't get to it before me. Because <laughs> you're already coming to the same place. Yes. You're telling me you were gonna buy one pack. Yeah, get, the get fuck out of here. Get <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? People buy so much. Like I remember, actually, like you, you brought me back. Like my grandmother, she's a, she's a go. She's buy all the fucking waters, and, and she wouldn't like she would sell them, but not for a profit. I mean, like I don't know. Maybe she did get a little bit of profit, but I know she would buy every single one. And she like all the people that she loved most, like like all her family. She tried to give it to them. Like she probably yeah, like exchanged yeah. it for money, obviously. But, like, whatever she'd give it out, like, oh, listen, I got toilet paper, you want to come get some or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if she got money or whatnot, but I know that they did pay her because she was, like, spending all her money. Yeah. But, like, she wanted to be fair to her people. Yeah. She didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, nobody does that. Nobody cares to be fair unless they're the one being treated unfair. But what if the price had been higher? Would she have bought that many? Uh, probably not. She would have let everybody else go out by themselves. You know, how is that fair that everybody else has to wait on the line and all her family doesn't, you yeah, know? Yeah. Everything's unfair to the people that are being treated unfair. <laughs> yeah. Life is not fair. And, yeah. and and it's just what you make it. Yeah, everybody, yeah, you're exactly right. Everybody always makes that argument when they didn't get as much as they wanted. Oh, but if they had some toilet paper, they wouldn't. <laughs> oh, then it was definitely fair. Like, no, man, I mean. Whatever, whatever. I got there for, I waited in yeah, line. Yeah, like, it's not fair that you didn't wait longer than me. <laughs> If they yes. wait one minute longer. <laughs> yes. Um, so, again, I think that we're trying to be as fair as possible. But this argument is just not a good argument. Because this is, again, I think people want to believe that people care about fairness and people care about whatever. That's just not the reality. That doesn't happen. You see, when emergencies happen, people are... And understandably so. People want to take care of themselves and they want to take care of their family. That's understandable. The instinct for human beings is to make sure that your your family is safe. And there's nothing wrong with that. If if you go out and your family, you think your family's going to need 10 cases of water for God knows what reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you want to buy 10 cases of water, okay, whatever. You're going to do whatever the fuck it takes to protect your family. And that's understandable. Yeah. But again, if the price was a little bit higher, you would have an incentive to buy less water. And that would provide more water for the rest oh, of the community. But it, it, it's, it's an everyday life, too. You know, not in just the pandemic oh, exactly. and the hurricane. Totally. Like, okay, if so, there's something on sale, they take all of it. Of course. If there's something, you know, like, and everyone. There's not yeah. one person. There's one last, like, thing of, I don't know what, what to use as an example. One last thing of their favorite shampoo. Yeah. They'll grab it. What about everybody else? You don't care? Like, right, right. shut up. No. But I, well, yeah, that's a little bit different, though, I think, only because that's not an emergency situation. So everyone's not trying to buy that shampoo. Yeah, but but it's like, like if you're thinking about fairness so much, you know? Yeah. Like, if everyone right, really right, right. cared about being fair or everything, then it would happen in daily life. Right. It's People true. Don't. You're right. You know, they don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's again, I think, yeah, again, just to reiterate it one more time, but that that's like almost like wishful thinking. Yeah. You know, people want to believe that everybody has these noble intentions, and it's just not the case. You know what? Like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but like, I, I shop at Goodwill constantly. I absolutely love shopping at the Goodwill. Goodwill Queen over here. I'm the Goodwill Queen. <laughs> but let me tell you, uh, I mean, I think everyone around me thinks I'm the Goodwill Queen. I, I met some people that are like, whoa, I want to be like there. you, like, <laughs> yeah. no, there's, there's a few Goodwills that are so good that I don't even go to. 
Because there's people that live and die for that shit. Yeah. Like, they'll be there every single day getting the best shit and then selling it. Right, right. And I just want shit for my house. I don't turn around and sell anything unless, you know... Unless I, I, unless it's something big. Or else you're being just, a dirty, dirty capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless it's like super big and I, I, I know it's a really good deal and I can make a lot of money on it. Other than that, I'm not going to waste my energy just because I make, I make a, an amount that makes me not care to buy and resell yeah. just to buy, you know? Yeah. So, so it's like, but there's people there that don't even have jobs. They're at Goodwill every single day. Yeah, buying you know? and reselling. They have the same little thing as me. Yeah. Like, I have a good eye for for things that are expensive or things that people would like or, or just really nice things. Yeah. And so do they, you know? Yeah. So there's sometimes, like, the good Goodwills, like the ones on the beaches and everything like that, that I, I would love to shop at, I just don't even go because there's people that are there every single day. Well, I don't complain that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets one nice thing. Like, get, shut up, man. Yeah. You know, like, there's things in everyday life. People don't care about being fair. Yeah. I can argue that that's unfair. It's not. Now I'm just going to go to a different Goodwill. And right. guess what? You can, I find yeah. good stuff there, too. Yeah, you can make the argument everything's unfair. Yeah. Well, Life is not fair. Yeah. And we got to get over that shit. Angela's unfair to me. <laughs> All right. So, um, and actually, so uh, so that was the second to last argument. Let's just run through this real quick. I actually, I think, explained this argument already. This fourth <coughs> argument, the last argument uh, that I had found on the con side. Uh, was essentially that the government can provide assistance. So uh, if there are shortages of things, then the government can step in. Now, I, I pretty much already explained why I think that this is not a great argument. Um, you know, I think that this is kind of an idealistic argument, but uh, essentially the argument would go, you know, say that all the toilet paper gets bought up. You know, the government can step in and provide that toilet paper or that water or that gas. Um, and I think that's just self-evidently not the case. Like I said, you know, in, in, in disaster situations in third world countries, who gets the supplies there fastest? The for-profit corporations. And, you know, even when governments do provide aid, a lot of times that aid sits there and sometimes goes to waste because of the red tape and everything. Um, so do you have anything else to say about that argument, about the government providing assistance? No, nothing really. Um, okay, so I think overall it's pretty clear what side we're on. I, I think that we tried our best to... Um, we tried our best to um to make the argument on the other side. Uh, and again, I think maybe what we should do at the end of these podcasts is to kind of recap the arguments really quickly. And then I think maybe even we should do a little vote. I think we discussed that, doing a little vote. Obviously, on the last podcast, we were definitely on the opposite side yeah. of the issue. Uh, I think that maybe... I'm I'm thinking that for a lot of these we might be on the same side, but it would be cool to just have a little vote and see which ones you know we're on the same side of and which ones we're on the opposite side. But uh, so to 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 recap on the pro side, so again and actually so this is something I didn't say, but I actually don't even like the term price gouging because that kind of has a negative connotation. I would just even prefer to call it maybe raising prices during times of crisis, and I think that that's or actually business. what. Or, or just business. It's just business. Yeah, actually, that's true. Why do you even have to have that name for it? That's just the, the function of Raising prices. prices. No, it's just business. Raising prices. Yeah, you're right. So, um, so again, again, I think that the, the, the pro arguments for this is that raising prices incentivizes people to, to provide help during difficult situations or during disasters um, or just to provide help in general. So, 
uh, that's the first argument. The second argument is that it rations supplies. That's something we talked about a lot. But essentially, if you know you were to raise the price on something, that's going to make people want to buy less of that product. So those are the two arguments that are pretty broad arguments. I think that they're very effective on the pro side. And so I'm definitely casting my vote for the pro side. Now, on the con side of the raising prices or the price gouging, um, I think that this is probably the most effective argument on the other side, which is that a lot of activity is spent trying to maximize profit. So people buying and reselling, that makes it hard for people to find. Um, that's, I think, the best, strongest argument. Again, overall, I think that, that this side is, is the weaker side, but this is definitely the best argument in my eyes. Um, and then the second argument is that ability to pay does not equate to need. So essentially, just because you are rationing supplies doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who needs it will get it. But that's not really a problem that's you know specific to... <clears throat> to free market or capitalism or anything like that or libertarianism or or prices or anything i think that that's an argument that's inherent to life itself i think that there's always going to be poor people there's always going to be people with less there's always going to be people with more and so that's just the reality um so i think that so yeah and then the third argument is that people care more about fairness and hoarding i think we pretty much established that we did not think that that was a very good argument and then the fourth argument the government can provide assistance um so again so these are the four arguments on the con side you guys can let us know what you think we actually have an email set up now that you guys can let us know um any of your thoughts the the email is the steelman pod at gmail.com so if you guys want to just send us your thoughts we would love to hear them and also if you want to rate and review that'd be great so we can um just get to know what you guys are thinking and we can always like we said before we can always address these issues again so faith i think i know what your vote is going to be you made it pretty clear but what's your vote on this con you mean pro right (laughs) no honestly i think it's pretty messed up whoever sold that phone for 200 dollars extra to a homeless guy might as well just punch him in the face (laughs) so just kidding yeah pro (laughs) so yeah we both cast our vote on the pro side of this one um i think that we are obviously we need to you know we're, we're gonna I think as we go through these uh, different topics and everything, we're going to get more into a groove and be able to get better at steel manning the other side, which is something that's the entire point of this podcast is to learn to steel man the other side as best we can. So um, so if you guys have any arguments that we missed, any arguments that you think are good, if you think we're wrong somewhere, let us know. Uh, but yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps it up. You have any other anything else that you want to talk about? I will say that one of the scariest things is if this entire world was fair. I don't know. That's like one of the scariest things. Because if everything was fair, exactly we'd all fair, look yeah. exa- we would all look the same. We'd all have the same exact house. We'd all have the same exact personality. I mean, like, that's fucking scary. Mm. What are we, robots? Mm. We're not. This is life. Nothing's fair. Maybe that's a topic we need to talk about later on. Yeah, that's what scary. That yeah. Like that Spongebob episode. Oh, we're Squidward? We're yeah. Squidward? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. That is scary. <laughs> um, okay, but I guess we'll leave it there for now. Um, like I said, email us. Uh, definitely rate and review. Let us know what you think. Uh, and yeah, until next time, this has been the Steel Man Podcast. And we will see you next time.